Chapter Five of *The Surgeon's Daughter* by Sir Walter Scott. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Dion Gines, Salt Lake City, Utah. Chapter the Fifth. The friend whom Middlemas expected to meet at the Swan was a person already mentioned in this history by the name of Tom Hillary bred an attorney's clerk in the ancient town of novum castrum doctus utriusque juris as far as a few months in the service of mr lawford town clerk of middlemas could render him so the last mention that we made of this gentleman was when his gold-laced hat veiled its splendour before the fresher mounted beavers of the prentices of dr gray that was now about five years since and it was within six months that he had made his appearance in middlemas a very different sort of personage from that which he seemed at his departure he was now called captain his dress was regimental and his language martial he appeared to have plenty of cash for he not only to the great surprise of the parties paid certain old debts which he had left unsettled behind him and that notwithstanding his having as his old practice told him a good defence of prescription but even sent the minister a guinea to the assistance of the parish poor these acts of justice and benevolence were bruited abroad greatly to the honour of one who so long absent had neither forgotten his just debts nor hardened his heart against the cries of the needy his merits were thought the higher when it was understood he had served the honourable east india company that wonderful company of merchants who may indeed with the strictest propriety be termed princes it was about the middle of the eighteenth century and the directors in leadenhall street were silently laying the foundation of that immense empire which afterwards rose like an exhalation and now astonishes europe as well as asia with its formidable extent and stupendous strength britain had now begun to lend a wondering ear to the account of battles fought and cities won in the east and was surprised by the return of individuals who had left their native country as adventurers but now reappeared there surrounded by oriental wealth and oriental luxury which dimmed even the splendour of the most wealthy of the british nobility in this new-found eldorada hilary had it seems been a labourer and if he told truth to some purpose though he was far from having completed the harvest which he meditated he spoke indeed of making investments and as a mere matter of fancy he consulted his old master clerk lawford concerning the purchase of a moorland farm of three thousand acres for which he would be content to give three or four thousand guineas providing the game was plenty and the trouting in the brook such as had been represented by advertisement 
but he did not wish to make any extensive landed purchase at present it was necessary to keep up his interest in leadenhall street and in that view it would be impolitic to part with his india stock and india bonds in short it was folly to think of settling on a poor thousand or twelve hundred a year when one was in the prime of life and had no liver complaint and so he was determined to double the cape once again ere he retired to the chimney-corner for life all he wished was to pick up a few clever fellows for his regiment or rather for his own company and as in all his travels he had never seen finer fellows than about middlemas he was willing to give them the preference in completing his levy in fact it was making men of them at once for a few white faces never failed to strike terror into these black rascals and then not to mention the good things that were going at the storming of a pitah or the plundering of a pagoda most of these tawny dogs carried so much treasure about their persons that a one battle was equal to a mine of gold to the victors the natives of middlemas listened to the noble captain's marvels with different feelings as their temperaments were saturn or sanguine but neither could deny that such things had been and as the narrator was known to be a bold dashing fellow possessed of some abilities and according to the general opinion not likely to be withheld by any peculiar scruples of conscience there was no giving any good reason why hillary should not have been as successful as others in the field which india agitated as it was by war and intestine disorders seemed to offer to every enterprising adventurer he was accordingly received by his old acquaintances at middlemass rather with the respect due to his supposed wealth than in a manner corresponding with his former humble pretensions some of the notables of the village did indeed keep aloof among these the chief was dr gray who was an enemy to everything that approached to fanfaronade and knew enough of the world to lay it down as a sort of general rule that he who talks a great deal of fighting is seldom a brave soldier and he who always speaks about wealth is seldom a rich man at bottom clerk lawford was also shy notwithstanding his communings with hillary upon the subject of his intended purchase the coolness of the captain's old employer towards him was by some supposed to arise out of certain circumstances attending their former connection but as the clerk himself never explained what these were it is unnecessary to make any conjectures upon the subject richard middlemas very naturally renewed his intimacy with his former comrade and it was from hillary's conversation that he had adopted the enthusiasm respecting india which we have heard him express it was indeed impossible for a youth at once inexperienced in the world and possessed of a most sanguine disposition to listen without sympathy 
to the glowing descriptions of hilary who though only a recruiting captain had all the eloquence of a recruiting sergeant palaces rose like mushrooms in his descriptions groves of lofty trees and aromatic shrubs unknown to the chilly soils of europe were tenanted by every object of the chase from the royal tiger down to the jackal the luxuries of a natch and the peculiar oriental beauty of the enchantresses who perfumed their voluptuous eastern domes for the pleasure of the haughty english conquerors were no less attractive than the battles and sieges on which the captain at other times expatiated not a stream did he mention but flowed over sands of gold and not a palace that was inferior to those of the celebrated fata morgana his descriptions seemed steeped in odours and his every phrase perfumed in otter of roses the interviews at which these descriptions took place often ended in a bottle of choicer wine than the swan inn afforded with some other appendages of the table which the captain who was a bon vivant had procured from edinburgh from this good cheer middlemas was doomed to retire to the homely evening meal of his master where not all the simple beauties of many were able to overcome his disgust at the coarseness of the provisions or his unwillingness to answer questions concerning the diseases of the wretched peasants who were subjected to his inspection richard's hopes of being acknowledged by his father had long since vanished and the rough repulse and subsequent neglect on the part of moncada had satisfied him that his grandfather was inexorable and that neither then nor at any future time did he mean to realize the visions which nurse jameson's splendid figments had encouraged him to entertain ambition however was not lulled to sleep though it was no longer nourished by the same hopes which had at first awakened it the indian captain's lavish oratory supplied the themes which had been at first derived from the legends of the nursery the exploits of a lawrence and a clive as well as the magnificent opportunities of acquiring wealth to which these exploits opened the road disturbed the slumbers of the young adventurer there was nothing to counteract these except his love for many gray and the engagements into which it had led him but his addresses had been paid to many as much for the gratification of his vanity as from any decided passion for that innocent and guileless being he was desirous of carrying off the prize for which hartley whom he never loved had the courage to contend with him then many gray had been beheld with admiration by men his superiors in rank and fortune but with whom his ambition incited him to dispute the prize no doubt though urged to play the gallant at first rather from vanity than any other cause the frankness and modesty with which his suit was admitted made their natural impression on his heart he was grateful to the beautiful creature who acknowledged the superiority of his person 
talent and accomplishments and fancied himself as devotedly attached to her as her personal charms and mental merits would have rendered any one who was less vain or selfish than her lover still his passion for the surgeon's daughter ought not he prudentially determined to bear more than its due weight in a case so very important as the determining his line of life and this he smoothed over to his conscience by repeating to himself that minnie's interest was as essentially concerned as his own in postponing their marriage to the establishment of his fortune how many young couples had been ruined by a premature union the contemptuous conduct of hartley in their last interview had done something to shake his comrade's confidence in the truth of this reasoning and to lead him to suspect that he was playing a very sordid and unmanly part in trifling with the happiness of this amiable and unfortunate young woman it was in this doubtful humour that he repaired to the swan inn where he was anxiously expected by his friend the captain when they were comfortably seated over a bottle of paxaret middlemass began with characteristical caution to sound his friend about the ease or difficulty with which an individual desirous of entering the company's service might have an opportunity of getting a commission if hilary had answered truly he would have replied that it was extremely easy for at that time the east india service presented no charms to that superior class of people who have since struggled for admittance under its banners but the worthy captain replied that though in the general case it might be difficult for a young man to obtain a commission without serving for some years as a cadet yet under his own protection a young man entering his regiment and fitted for such a situation might be sure of an ensigncy if not a lieutenancy as soon as ever they set foot in india if you my dear fellow continued he extending his hand to middlemas would think of changing sheephead broth and haggis for mulligatawny and curry i can only say that though it is indispensable that you should enter the service at first simply as a cadet yet by you should live like a brother on the passage with me and no sooner were we through the surf at madras than i would put you in the way of acquiring both wealth and glory you have i think some trifle of money a couple of thousands or so about a thousand or twelve hundred said richard affecting the indifference of his companion but feeling privately humbled by the scantiness of his resources it is quite as much as you will find necessary for the outfit and passage said his adviser and indeed if you had not a farthing it would be the same thing for if i say once to a friend i'll help you tom hillary is not the man to start for fear of the cowries however it is as well you have something of a capital of your own to begin upon yes replied the proselyte i should not like to be a burden on any one i have some thoughts to tell you the truth 
to marry before i leave britain and in that case you know cash will be necessary whether my wife goes out with us or remains behind till she hear how luck goes with me so after all i may have to borrow a few hundreds of you what the devil is that you say dick about marrying and giving in marriage replied his friend what can put it into the head of a gallant young fellow like you just rising twenty-one and six feet high on your stocking soles to make a slave of yourself for life no no dick that will never do remember the old song bachelor bluff bachelor bluff hey for a heart that is rugged and tough ay ay that sounds very well replied middlemas but then one must shake off a number of old recollections the sooner the better dick old recollections are like old clothes and should be sent off by wholesale they only take up room in one's wardrobe and it would be old-fashioned to wear them but you look grave upon it who the devil is it that has made such a hole in your heart pshaw answered middlemas i'm sure you must remember many my master's daughter what miss green the old potter carrier's daughter a likely girl enough i think my master is a surgeon said richard not an apothecary and his name is gray ay ay green or gray what does it signify he sells his own drugs i think which we in the south call being a potter carrier the girl is a likely girl enough for a scottish ballroom but is she up to anything has she any news why she is a sensible girl save in loving me answered richard and that as benedict says is no proof of her wisdom and no great argument of her folly but has she spirit spunk dash a spice of the devil about her not a pennyweight the kindest simplest and most manageable of human beings answered the lover she won't do then said the monitor in a decisive tone i am sorry for it dick but she will never do there are some women in the world that can bear their share in the bustling life we live in india ay and i have known some of them drag forward husbands that would otherwise have stuck fast in the mud till the day of judgment heaven knows how they paid the turnpikes they pushed them through but these were none of your simple susans that think their eyes are good for nothing but to look at their husbands or their fingers but to sew baby clothes depend on it you must give up your matrimony or your views of preferment if you wilfully tie a clog round your throat never think of running a race but do not suppose that your breaking off with the lass will make any very terrible catastrophe a scene there may be at parting but you will soon forget her among the native girls and she will fall in love with mr tape it out the minister's assistant and successor she is not goods for the indian market i assure you among the capricious weaknesses of humanity that one is particularly remarkable 
which inclines us to esteem persons and things not by their real value or even by our own judgment so much as by the opinion of others who are often very incompetent judges dick middlemass had been urged forward in his suit to many gray by his observing how much her partner a booby laird had been captivated by her and she was now lowered in his esteem because an impudent low-lived coxcomb had presumed to talk of her with disparagement either of these worthy gentlemen would have been as capable of enjoying the beauties of homer as judging of the merits of many gray indeed the ascendancy with which this bold talking promise-making soldier had acquired over dick middlemass wilful as he was in general was of a despotic nature because the captain though greatly inferior in information and talent to the youth whose opinions he swayed had skill in suggesting those tempting views of rank and wealth to which richard's imagination had been from childhood most accessible one promise he exacted from middlemass as a condition of the services which he was to render him it was absolute silence on the subject of his destination for india and the views upon which it took place my recruits said the captain have been all marched off for the depot at the isle of wight and i want to leave scotland and particularly this little burg without being worried to death of which i must despair should it come to be known that i can provide young griffins as we call them with commissions gad i should carry off all the first-born of middlemass as cadets and none are so scrupulous as i am about making promises i am as trusty as a trojan for that and you know i cannot do that for every one which i would for an old friend like dick middlemass dick promised secrecy and it was agreed that the two friends should not even leave the burg in company but that the captain should set off first and his recruit should join him at edinburgh where his enlistment might be attested and then they were to travel together to town and arrange matters for their indian voyage notwithstanding the definitive arrangement which was thus made for his departure middlemass thought from time to time with anxiety and regret about quitting many gray after the engagement which had passed between them the resolution was taken however the blow was necessarily to be struck and her ungrateful lover long since determined against the life of domestic happiness which he might have enjoyed had his views been better regulated was now occupied with the means not indeed of breaking off with her entirely but of postponing all thoughts of their union until the success of his expedition to india he might have spared himself all anxiety on this last subject the wealth of that india to which he was bound would not have bribed many gray to have left her father's roof against her father's commands still less when deprived of his two assistants he must be reduced 
to the necessity of continued exertion in his declining life and therefore might have accounted himself altogether deserted had his daughter departed from him at the same time but though it would have been her unalterable determination not to accept any proposal of an immediate union of their fortunes many could not with all a lover's power of self-deception succeed in persuading herself to be satisfied with richard's conduct towards her modesty and a becoming pride prevented her from seeming to notice but could not prevent her from bitterly feeling that her lover was preferring the pursuits of ambition to the humble lot which he might have shared with her and which promised content at least if not wealth if he had loved me as he pretended such was the unwilling conviction that rose on her mind my father would surely not have ultimately refused him the same terms which he held out to hartley his objections would have given way to my happiness nay to richard's importunities which would have removed his suspicions of the unsettled cast of his disposition but i fear i fear richard hardly thought the terms proposed were worthy of his acceptance would it not have been natural too that he should have asked me engaged as we stand to each other to have united our faith before his quitting europe when i might either have remained here with my father or accompanied him to india in quest of that fortune which he is so eagerly pushing for it would have been wrong very wrong in me to have consented to such a proposal unless my father had authorized it but surely it would have been natural that richard should have offered it alas men do not know how to love like women their attachment is only one of a thousand other passions and predilections they are daily engaged in pleasures which blunt their feelings and in business which distracts them we we sit at home to weep and to think how coldly our affections are repaid the time was now arrived at which richard middlemas had a right to demand the property vested in the hands of the town clerk and dr gray he did so and received it accordingly his late guardian naturally inquired what views he had formed in entering on life the imagination of the ambitious aspirant saw in this simple question a desire on the part of the worthy man to offer and perhaps press upon him the same proposal which he had made to hartley he hastened therefore to answer dryly that he had some hopes held out to him which he was not at liberty to communicate but that the instant he reached london he would write to the guardian of his youth and acquaint him with the nature of his prospects which he was happy to say were rather of a pleasing character gideon who supposed that at this critical period of his life the father or grandfather of the young man might perhaps have intimated a disposition to open some intercourse with him only replied you have been the child of mystery richard and as you came to me 
so you leave me then i was ignorant from whence you came and now i know not whither you are going it is not perhaps a very favourable point in your horoscope that everything connected with you is a secret but as i shall always think with kindness on him whom i have known so long so when you remember the old man you ought not to forget that he has done his duty to you to the extent of his means and power and taught you that noble profession by means of which wherever your lot cast you you may always gain your bread and alleviate at the same time the distresses of your fellow-creatures middlemas was excited by the simple kindness of his master and poured forth his thanks with the greater profusion that he was free from the terror of the emblematical collar and chain which a moment before seemed to glisten in the hand of his guardian and gape to enclose his neck one word more said mr gray producing a small ring-case this valuable ring was forced upon me by your unfortunate mother i have no right to it having been amply paid for my services and i only accepted it with the purpose of keeping it for you till this moment should arrive it may be useful perhaps should there occur any question about your identity thanks once more my more than father for this precious relic which may indeed be useful you shall be repaid if india has diamonds left india and diamonds said gray is your head turned child i mean stammered middlemas if london has any indian diamonds pooh you foolish lad answered gray how should you buy diamonds or what should i do with them if you ever gave me ever so many get you gone with you while i am angry the tears were glistening in the old man's eyes if i get pleased with you again i shall not know how to part with you the parting of middlemas with poor many was yet more affecting her sorrow revived in his mind all the liveliness of a first love and he redeemed his character for sincere attachment by not only employing an instant union but even going so far as to propose renouncing his more splendid prospects and sharing mr gray's humble toil if by doing so he could secure his daughter's hand but though there was consolation in this testimony of her lover's faith many gray was not so unwise as to accept of sacrifices which might afterwards have been repented of no richard she said it seldom ends happily when people alter in a moment of agitated feeling plans which might have been adopted under mature deliberation i have long seen that your views were extended far beyond so humble a station as this place affords promise of it is natural they should do so considering that the circumstances of your birth seemed connected with riches and with rank go then seek that riches and rank it is possible your mind may be changed in the pursuit and if so think no more about many gray but if it should be otherwise we may meet again and do not believe for a moment that there can be a change in many gray's feelings towards you
at this interview much more was said than it is necessary to repeat much more thought than was actually said nurse jameson in whose chamber it took place folded her bairns as she called them in her arms and declared that heaven had made them for each other and that she would not ask of heaven to live beyond the day when she should see them bridegroom and bride at length it became necessary that the parting scene should end and richard middlemas mounting a horse which he had hired for the journey set off for edinburgh to which metropolis he had already forwarded his heavy baggage upon the road the idea more than once occurred to him that even yet he had better return to middlemas and secure his happiness by uniting himself at once to many grey and to humble competence but from the moment that he rejoined his friend hilary at their appointed place of rendezvous he became ashamed even to hint at any change of purpose and his late excited feelings were forgotten unless in so far as they confirmed his resolution that as soon as he had attained a certain portion of wealth and consequence he would haste to share them with many grey yet his gratitude to her father did not appear to have slumbered if we may judge from the gift of a very handsome cornelian seal set in gold and bearing engraved upon it jewels a lion rampant within a bordure or which was carefully dispatched to stephen law's land middlemass with a suitable letter many knew the handwriting and watched her father's looks as he read it thinking perhaps that it had turned on a different topic her father shod and pooed a good deal when he had finished the billet and examined the seal dick middlemass he said is but a fool after all many i am sure i am not like to forget him that he should send me a token of remembrance and if he would be so absurd could he not have sent me the improved lithotomical apparatus and what have i gideon grey to do with the arms of my lord grey no no my old silver stamp with the double g upon it will serve my turn but put the bonny die away many my dear it was kindly meant at any rate the reader cannot doubt that the seal was safely and carefully preserved End of chapter the fifth